Welcome back everybody. This is John Malanka with United Patients Group. Be informed and be well. And my special guest today is Jim Bartell and an old friend, Jana Champagne, who's uh, been with United Patients Group uh, team, I guess, for the past four years, Jana. So great to see you and great to have you on, Jim, as well. Um, the reason why this, this, is, this is important to me, because when I hear anything about pancreatic cancer, of course, because of Corinne, um, I'll stop and do help any way I possibly can. Um, sadly, what brought Jim and I together is the loss of his son, Ryan, a 41-year-old male, athlete, health, married, um, good life, just like Corinne. And he was diagnosed with stage four uh, pancreatic cancer and uh, lost his battle seven weeks later. Um, you know, I, I've been thinking about this, Jim, since uh, being introduced to you. You know, I was, uh, I had four months with my wife and I, and I, my heart goes out because I still hold back tears of uh, losing my wife. And I'm certain you are as well. Um, you're, you're here to talk about not only your son, Ryan, Ryan's law, but um, Senate Bill 305 here in, in, in California, talking about having access to terminal patients uh, in hospitals when they're, when they're battling uh, any, any terminal illness, cancer being one, but having access to, to cannabis. Uh, so can you share your story? And thanks for being on as well. Thanks, John. Um, yeah, Ryan um, grew up very healthy. I mean, never, never sick a day in his life. Uh, tall, lanky, um, very, very fit, ran every day, uh, all-state distance runner in, in high school, uh, college scholarship for running, ran four years in college, uh, ran every day of his life, five miles a day uh, to stay in shape. Uh, in fact, his oncologist said he was the most fit patient he'd ever had. And um, so after a ski trip, he uh, went straight to the emergency room because he was something was wrong and he knew it. And, uh, uh, it was February 28th, 2018, uh, went to the hospital. I didn't know he was there at the time till the next morning when he called me, he said, dad, I have some terrible news. I've been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer and they're giving me weeks or months to live. And, um, you know, the parent, that's the last thing you want to hear from a child. And, so the first hospital he was in, um, had him on morphine the first night. That wasn't working, so they added fentanyl. Fentanyl, for those who don't know, is 100 times more powerful than morphine. So all it did was put him to sleep immediately. And that's the way he was for four and a half weeks. Um, never able to talk to his family, his wife, his son, brother, sister, um, friends. And... Um, I asked the college if we could replace the fentanyl with cannabis. And he thought it was actually a, a good idea. He was very supportive of cannabis. So he put the request in uh, to the hospital and they denied it about a week later. Um, and then we went searching for a hospital that would allow it and uh, found one. And they said, bring in the medicines. We'll refrigerate them with his name on it. We'll help administer the dosage. Complete reversal of the of the position of the first hospital. And so, but it, to do all the paperwork and the, and the insurance took about, it was, took about two more weeks, two or three more weeks. So it was four and a half weeks before we got him transferred. And 
James Creel, the medical cannabis chemist, brought the medicines in. Uh, he had to get creative in terms of how they were being applied because Ryan couldn't swallow anything, couldn't even swallow water. Um, and so he came up with a uh, 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 suppository to uh, deal with slowing down the cancer. And he had uh, tinctures for under the tongue yeah. for the pain relief. And um, enormous amount, I, I, about a thousand milligrams per dose, four times a day. Yeah, I probably knew that. Um, 25 to one THC to CBD ratio. I mean, he was uh, he, the biggest high that James had ever created for anybody. But uh, the next morning he woke up wide awake, talking, texting his friends saying, I'm awake. And then it was a floodgate of friends flying in from all over the country, college friends, lifelong friends. Um, and the nurses were literally crying. We uh, Janet knows that. And um, so we had two and a half great weeks with Ryan. Um, talking every day, laughing, you know, friends of his were flying in and, and uh, Sorry, reminiscing. Yeah, I remember it was so wonderful that he was able to, to interact with his son and his wife again as well, you know, and have that, that little bit of extra time with them. Yeah, that was important because he hadn't, we wouldn't allow him son, his son to come in to the hospital while he was asleep. We didn't want to see him, have him see him in that condition. So those two and a half weeks that he was awake and alert, we brought uh, Connor in every day after school and to spend time with Ryan. And uh, so after he passed away on April 21st, uh, just seven weeks from being diagnosed, um, I was very angry at the first hospital. I felt they had taken away four and a half weeks of his life after we experienced it, those two and a half weeks uh, with him. And so I did research nationwide and what states were doing to regulate hospitals and allowing the or not either disallowing or allowing the use of cannabis and there was nothing anywhere so i spent another month writing the bill myself found a sponsor senator ben Wayso. we re, we introduced it in february of 2018 or 2019 and uh, i went to sacramento and uh, lobbied for it i lobbied all 120 legislators 40 senators and 80 assemblymen. Uh, in September of 2019, it uh, passed the Assembly 76-0 and the Senate 40-0. Mm -hmm. People who were against cannabis in general uh, said they were they were supporting, and some of them actually authored or co-authored the bill. So they said they were doing it because uh, it wasn't about cannabis; it was about quality of life for people who were dying. And um, went to the governor. He vetoed it a month later. Uh, I was shocked because um, the governor is a pro-cannabis governor, and mm -hmm. but he was influenced by the opposition, which is the California Hospital Association, and um, they were concerned that they would lose Medicare and Medicaid funding because it was still a Schedule One prohibited uh, 
substance yeah. and they, um, the governor was influenced by that. And when you say governor, is it our governor here in California? Yes, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. And, and it's a shame because he is such a, he is a, a, a proponent for cannabis. I've been to events up here in the San Francisco Bay Area yeah. where he's been and he's spoken to. So to hear that story that you are 76 to, to zero in support with assembly and 40 to zero in support with the Senate, that he would veto that months later. I mean, it, that just must have been just crushing one because you feel like you're taking my son away from me again, you know? Yeah. It was it was crushing. I, uh, when I got his email with the with his veto letter attached, I just cried. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I, that's uh, what's your next step with with with. Well, we, we uh, because of the veto, we reintroduced it this year, February twenty first yeah. of this year. It's now Senate Bill twelve sixteen, mm-hmm. but it's still called Ryan's Law. Okay. Yeah, I we changed our strategy. Uh, first the first time it was uh, to get legislative support, uh, which we still have. So now we're focusing on the governor since that's where the problem is. And so we opened up a Twitter and, and Instagram account. It's Ryan's Law 2020. Good. Uh, we're getting enormous support through that, those, uh, those accounts and uh, tens of thousands of, of supporters through that. Yeah. And um, we're encouraging people to write to the governor, tweet the governor, emailing yes yes tell him cannabis is essential in california now you need it to be essential for our patients and hospitals so all you're trying to do with one with ryan's law is to help terminally ill patients in the hospital have access as another option yeah Uh, the the, the bill the essence of the bill is that it requires all hospitals in california and other health care facilities like hospice centers Mm -hmm to allow, it requires them to allow patients, terminally ill patients, to use cannabis for treatment and or pain relief. Uh-huh. That's the essence of the bill. Um, and That's several- an opt out for those that have trouble, correct, with funding? Yes, yeah. so we addressed the funding issue that the hospitals were concerned about early on. They opposed the bill every step of the way and we beat them at every vote. But uh, early on, we identified that as an issue for them. So we amended the bill to uh, that says that if they were to any hospital were to be cited by the federal government for allowing cannabis in their hospital against federal regulations, that they would be suspended from compliance with the bill until after that issue was resolved. So they had an out. Yeah. And again, that's why I was so amazed that the governor didn't understand that apparently, because that was the reason he said he didn't endorse the or, uh, sign the bill. Yeah. So what this opens up too is the need to offer science-based, well, require science-based cannabis education right. to all healthcare workers. Which, I mean, how huge would that be? You know, we've done we've done this. Um, Chris and I did this a few years ago with um, uh, hospice, uh, the Bay Area, and we did an event up in in uh, Napa County. And there were about 225 hospice officials there and hospice nurses that came just for education and learning about this. We were in hospice with Corinne um, and they were open to, and they knew what we were doing, but it's sad because again, I'm, I'm alive because of conventional medicine. I'm never going to say that cannabis is the golden pill, the golden ticket for, for, for everyone. Um, I've seen it work with my father-in-law. I didn't work for my wife or Ryan to keep them here longer. 
Um, so I don't want to give anybody false hope. But the sad thing is that they automatically turn to these pharmaceuticals. And in my opinion, it w it's human euthanizing. Oh, look at Corinne. She's sleeping. She's out of pain. You know, give her some more, give her some more, give her some more and just, and just fade off. And I, when I would be up with Corinne at 2 a.m. to 8 a.m. talking. Can you hear? Of course I can hear you. She would talk. We would pray. We renewed our vows. You know, we did all this stuff. And then everyone would show up in the morning, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Oh, look at her. Give her some more. Give her and I'm like, listen, I talked to her all night. And I asked her, does she want to be on these pills? Because it was, as you've seen, and, and, and you feel that four weeks were taken from you. You know, taken from Ryan and his, I, my apologies earlier when I didn't mention his son, um, you know, but four weeks. And again, it, to me, it was hum, human euthanizing. And so um, what's your next step? I know are you, you're, you've changed your approach of not going towards the governor. I mean, I think, I think like Janet was saying, like, let's, let's continue with, let's continue on this route. We just, we just want to inundate the, between now and when it gets on his desk again, probably August. Yeah. They are going to shorten the legislative process this year because of COVID. Um, when it gets on his desk this year, we want to make sure that he's been educated that he understands that this is not a partisan issue. This is not a pro-cannabis or anti-cannabis issue. This is a quality of life issue for terminally ill patients who are going to die in, in, in hospitals or in hospice centers. And uh, getting to understand that this is, we have provisions in the bill that protect hospitals from any federal uh, jurisdictional issues. Um, I've spoken to the um, California Attorney General's office about whether they intend to enforce anything uh, with hospitals, and they, they said it's, it's a, they're not they're not funded to do it. Yeah. Congress actually took that funding away for any cannabis uh, enforcement. Uh, they're not uh, interested; as they've got higher priorities than this. So, a lot of what the governor is concerned about it just isn't practical. It's not either from a legal perspective or from a, a cultural perspective. Yeah. It's, I always share, as you know, as well, you know, cancer does not discriminate. You can have the healthiest person. I mean, I don't know if you've been on these pancreatic cancer um, webinars with MD Anderson, Sloan Kettering, Johns Hopkins. Um, and they always say, number one reason, obesity. My wife and Ryan, no. Alcoholic, she didn't drink. Smoker, no. High stress, no. Uh, family life, no family life. I'm like, I'm like, tell me something that was not my wife. And uh, pancreatic is, you know, we took three blood tests and three of them came back, no cancer. And I said, I know my wife. Well, you know, let's do this. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I thank you, Jim. I, um, uh, I know you have another call here, but I wanted to, is there anything you want to leave our, our listeners with? on how to find and what to do if you get online ryan's law 2020 and uh write the governor text the governor tw tweet him let him know that uh, there's wide support for this that millions of people are going to be benefited from this yeah we intend to take this nationwide we're not just stopping with california and that was my next thing is what if what if someone's not here in California, our listeners nationally nation nationwide, all fifty states. Oregon and Washington are next, and yeah. we'll go we'll head east after that. Um, but uh, so many millions of families will be 
be uh, benefiting from, from this legislation. And uh, that's what it's all about. I never want another family to go through what I went through. Just and and I, I heard you say um, in one of your interviews, you know, this is something to put a stamp in, in, in uh, I guess, the history books, but in life in general about Ryan. So we don't forget Ryan. We don't forget Corinne. But you said this is something that Ryan would want. He, he would not want another family to go through what you guys went through. And uh, it's... I know that pain. I know that pain. It's so. Uh, he was so happy when he was able to spend time with his family, even though it was short. It was quality time. I mean, he had friends flying in from all over the country, you know, college friends and lifelong friends that just, you know, that was so important to him. And spending time with Connor and his wife, I mean, you know, reaching some kind of closure with them. Uh, would, which wouldn't have happened. It gets back to what you said earlier about, you know, the hospitals were just fine with putting him on fentanyl and, and making him you know, pain-free, but sleeping all the time. Yeah. And they were going to keep doing that until the day he died, if we had intervened with the with the cannabis. And, and those substances are far, far higher risk than cannabis, which has an unsurpassed safety profile. So there's not a lot of logic behind this. I know we... Yeah this before Jim that it's it's all about politics and money it's not in the best interest of patients exactly. want their right to autonomy they want their right to choose the medicine that they want they need to help us fight this as well they need to be speaking up to medical professionals and letting them know there is science behind this plant just because they didn't hear about it in medical school or in their formal training doesn't mean that it's you know that it's not valid right. it, there are tens of thousands of valid research studies on this subject we have support from uh, Janice Group, the, the uh, Cannabis Nurses Network, mm-hmm. and so I'm you know, asking all you know, anyone involved in the in the healthcare industry, particularly nurses and doctors, mm-hmm. to get involved and yes. get educated, and then take that expertise and knowledge and convey it to the governor so that he understands it. If there are other spouses and parents that are watching this, Jim. Um, um, even kids with their with their their loved ones or their parents, uh, can you share on how they can get a hold of you if they have any questions? Yes, um, my my email is jim at bartellassociates.com, and my phone number, my cell phone number is six one nine seven eight seven zero three three three. Well, great, Jim. I thank you for that too. And uh, thank you, Jim. Jim, you Bartell. may get flooded with calls, Jim. <laughs> Unhelping, and you know, uh, Corinne and I had a pay it forward attitude in life while we're here, and and uh, sounds like Ryan was the same, and we continue to pay it forward, and I, Mm -hmm. that keeps me going. My faith keeps me going, but just knowing, you know, that I'm helping because people ask, you know, why you why do you still do this if it didn't save your wife? And I've seen it work. I've seen it. I've seen it work. You know, and I know Corinne would want to continue on, and I thank you for doing what you're doing, and truly a pleasure meeting you because uh, um, there's a reason why we were we were brought back together. And so, Jim Bartell with the Senate Bill 305, Ryan's Law, and actually a changed Senate Bill. What was the new Senate Bill? I'm sorry. 1216. 1216. And uh, my dear friend Janet Champagne, and thank mm-hmm. you for everything you do, Janet. Janet, and we'll get Janet on the show, and we'll talk about J- Janet. Is not only an incredible person, an incredible nurse, nurse um, but a mom 
of a, an autistic child. And so she specializes in, in all the gamuts of illness and the benefits of medical cannabis. But we'll mm -hmm. get you jet back on, Janet, and talk about autism, which is a, it was a big topic. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me today. I admire both of you so much for turning your, your experience into purpose and helping other people. I mean, I think that's just the purest intent on earth. So thank you both. I'm so glad you came together and I hope we reach a lot of people today. Thank you, John. Thank you, Jan. Appreciate it. Thank you to you both. This is uh, John Malanka with United Patients Group. Be informed and be well. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, John Malanka here with United Patients Group. I hope you've enjoyed our videos. Please click like as well as subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. Also, follow us on Twitter at Group and on Facebook, a United Patients Group, as well as for our podcast. Please click the link in the description below. We'll see you there. Bye-bye.